Hello, this is Roy with the Love Chat, and today's topic is Breakup Rut. Now, this is video number 270. If you have a question you would like for me to consider featuring on the Love Chat, please write it in a comment below, and if you enjoy my videos, I would be so very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. If you would like coaching on your particular situation, just visit my website, thelovechat.net slash coaching, and take 15% off using code TLC2020. Now then, let's talk about the breakup rut. So what is the breakup rut? Simply put, you've recently been dumped, or let's say within the past five or six months, you've been dumped. And for some reason, getting dumped has just knocked you through a loop. You are just not yourself. Something's not really going well. But you can't put your finger on what, because you'll come to channels like these, and channels like these will say, well, you should work on yourself. So you do. And... Maybe you could work on yourself a little more, or perhaps a little more efficiently, or more frequently, or with more variety, but by and large, you're doing a pretty good job, right? You're going to the gym, you are talking to counselors, you are focusing on yourself, but for some reason, it's just not doing it, right? You're still in this funk, this rut, and if that's the case, then this video is going to be for you. So how do we get here? It's simple unfulfilled, unmet needs. It's the sign of a life that is based around regret management instead of goal setting and taking a couple of risks. This stuff can be particularly tricky, and across the course of the video, I'm going to describe a couple of things I want you to consider maybe could use a little bit of tweaking in your personal life and try it out, and I'm willing to bet you're going to feel a lot better. So number one would be, you're not taking any risks. You're not asking for the raise. You're not asking that girl out. You're not pushing yourself to do things that will help you grow. And because you're not taking enough risks, you're not seeing the balance. This feeds directly into number two, which is you're far too comfortable. Go do something that pushes you outside that comfort zone. Ultimately, diamonds are formed from pressure. So because you're avoiding doing those difficult things... You aren't proving to yourself that you can accomplish difficult things. And since you're not proving to yourself that you can accomplish difficult things, you don't believe it. So, you're sitting at home. Obviously, coronavirus is pending, so this is perhaps a bad time to say stuff like this, but you guys get what I mean, because 95% of the time we're not dealing with a global pandemic. But you're sitting at home, not challenging yourself, not rising above, and not doing difficult things that are actually difficult. So you're not accomplishing these difficult things, which, by the way, you are totally capable of accomplishing, but you don't believe it, so you're not even willing to try. But as soon as you become willing, as soon as you go out and do something outside your comfort zone and then succeed, what then? You have nowhere to hide. And this is what we do. See, many people don't set that bar, or rather, they pretend to set a bar but don't actually ultimately do anything with the bar. Because if I don't set a goal, that means I'm also not setting a condition where I fail that goal. So it makes perfect sense why it happens, but I want you to pay attention to if you are doing this. And this entire video is really if you are doing this. So a great deal of honesty is going to be called for here. Number three is you could be doing more, or at least innovating on what you are doing. So for example, if you're journaling, and many, many, many of you are not. But if you're journaling and you're not finding that it's very effective for you, perhaps innovate, change it up. 
Instead of doing a written journal, why not try a recorded voice journal? Perhaps if you're exercising and you're finding it boring, change it up. Why don't you try to learn how to do something like rock climbing? Or yoga. It doesn't have to be specifically weight training or specifically cardio. Do new things. Innovate. Try something different. A variation on the same theme. Number four is you're still doing things that you know are harming you. This includes things like social media or talking to mutual friends about an old partner who you still want back or finding any new information about a partner in any way, shape, or form all the way down to, I heard this the other day, I regularly check her WhatsApp to see when she has changed her profile picture as if that gets you any new information other than a different photo of the person. You have to remember, this is addicting. Breakups are addicting. Your brain doesn't want to let go. So you're fighting against an enemy that wants you to fail, except the enemy is you. So I want you to walk into this war remembering the name of the game is not overt failure. The name of the game is sabotage. And you need to be wise enough to look out for when you are sabotaging yourself. Number five is... You need to identify the triggers. In other words, what sets you off? For many people, and I feel like this is going to be a vast majority, it's your smartphone. Your smartphone sets you off. So learn how to spend a little bit of time away from it. Now, when I say sets you off, this could mean a couple of different things. This could mean that every time you get a text or notification, you look down at your phone and your anxiety shoots up, thinking it might be your ex or something like that. Maybe a person you used to date. Maybe a person you're still currently dating. And that causes anxiety, which in turn makes you feel bad. It's a trigger. Maybe it's not the smartphone. Maybe it's your computer. Maybe it's a certain restaurant you go to. Basically, what I want you to do is identify those triggers. Identify the things that set you off. And then try your best to avoid them until you're ready to combat them. But it might be not yet, and that's okay. To give you an example, I have a trigger of my own, or at least I used to have one. It was a studio that my former partner used to go exercise at. And so, when that still affected me negatively, I would simply find another way to get where I was going without needing to pass by. I avoided the trigger and I felt better for it. Number six, it's been an unreasonable amount of time and you're still strategizing about getting your ex back. You're living your life for somebody else. You're still watching too many of these videos or at least the wrong types of these videos. Maybe instead of watching the self-improvement ones, Instead, you're focused more on the how-to-get-your-ex-back ones. This doesn't just go for my channel. This goes for any channel like it. The Dating Guy, Craig Kenneth, whoever. There comes a time where you need to live your life for you. And ironically, that's the most attractive you've ever been. When your life is being lived for you, not for someone else. That's when they pay the most attention to you. So it's sort of this weird catch-22 where if you let them go, you are more attractive to them. Just something to think about. Number seven, and this one is, again, perhaps not great to mention right now, but it goes beyond the coronavirus and the current times. You're self-isolating. You're not meeting new people. You are not being introduced to new ideas, new conversations, new ways of thinking or ways of tackling problems from a different angle that perhaps you haven't considered before. You are being too introverted. Now, sometimes it is okay to take a seat and just recharge your battery, that's totally fine. It's when you can't stop taking a seat, when you cannot stop recharging your battery. 
And to extend the example, if you charge a battery too much, you eventually burn it out. Stop self-isolating. It's time to go meet new people. Now, I'm recording this in August of 2020, so obviously you want to do this safely. Obviously keeping social distancing and a mask, etc. in mind. But by and large, just because we have these restrictions does not mean you cannot go meet new people safely and using common sense. And coronavirus isn't going to be here forever. So even when this is over, take a class. Do something that scares you. You're going to be glad you did it. If you only think about the anxiety going in, then it goes back to what I said earlier. You become not a goal setter, but a regret manager. And what's the point? Number eight, you've identified your weak areas. Are you working on them? Now, if you need some help identifying some weak areas of your life, and that is to say, weak in the sense of not as strong as other areas. So, what's a good example? Well, I refer everybody to a test called the Big Five, and I will include a link down below if you're interested in taking the Big Five personality test. I think it'll be quite helpful for you. And the Big Five are openness, extroversion, agreeableness, neuroticism, and conscientiousness. So, giving a brief explanation of what these are, openness basically means how open are you to new experiences? How open are you to meeting new people, trying new things? And conscientiousness would be something like a self-discipline, a tendency towards planning things rather than just being spontaneous. Extroversion, that one's pretty obvious, and to a degree it is hand-in-hand with openness. Basically, extroverted people tend to be more dominant in social situations, and I think that would be pretty universally understood. Agreeableness is simply how nice, how considerate, how kind, how trustworthy are you, And there is such a thing as being too agreeable, and that is something that many people have. People who are lower on the agreeable scale, in other words, they are disagreeable, tend to have a bit more boundaries, but they also tend to be a bit more mean, and boundaries come from a different place. Rather than boundaries for myself, they come from boundaries to push others away. So, as you can see, we want to balance these things on the Big Five scale. And finally comes neuroticism, which is the tendency in which we experience negative emotions such as anxiety, depression, perhaps instability. And this is, of course, speaking on an emotional scale rather than personality disorder type things. So I would want you guys to take the big five and try to get better at your opposites. So for example, if you are low in agreeableness, try being a bit more agreeable. Try things someone else's way. Be a bit kinder. Go out of your way to do good things for others just because it's a good thing to do. If you're introverted, well, have a hand at being slightly more extroverted. And folks, the purpose of this is not to beat yourself up and just wallow in self-misery because that's more of the same, right? That's more of what got you here. And we're trying to get you out of here. Rather, this has to do with strengthening some things about your personality that could help you be a more well-rounded person, and that's the best way to think about it. So I hope you've enjoyed this video, and... That's all I had for today. If you found this video helpful and you'd like to help out my channel, all I need you to do is to subscribe and hit like. If you would like extra videos every week, private live streams with me, and free giveaways of my best-selling book on Amazon, just visit my Patreon, patreon.com slash thelovechat, and I'll talk to you all next time.